Okay, good people of the world. Welcome back. This is your girl, Gwen. This is episode 36 of Gab with Gwen. And do you consider this the third season? And for this to be the third season, I had to bring back one of my favorite guests, Miss Trinity. Hey, everybody. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. I can't do an air horn, but pretend that was one. She's in the building, back in the building. Um, it's been a long time, but we're here. And listen, you know, this is my 90-day fiancé, like, homegirl. Okay. So, you know, we're going to have to start blazing because the season just ended last week. And actually, tonight, uh, another, a new season is starting. So we want to try to cap this real quick because the new season starting. But we had the tell-alls part two last week. Yep. Of, I don't know what season this was, but it was straight 90-day fiancé. I actually did not like this season. It's your least favorite. Yeah, it's my least favorite. Okay. I didn't like this season. The couples to me were lackluster in a lot of ways. Lackluster in drama or in just their As human beings, okay. as in their relationship. <laughs> um, even the drama was just weird. I just, I really didn't feel it. But listen, I'm dedicated to okay. it. And... I watched Pillow Talk, which is like the Pillow Talk, which is the best. Which is the best. But then they took Tariq and Dean off. I know, and everybody's pretty pissed off. And I'm like, y'all are ruining the best thing that ever happened. Now did, they, now, did they take them off, or were they just busy because they were so good at what they were doing? So I'm just kind of wondering how that went down. I've seen conflicting things on Twitter. I've seen some folks say that Dean said something about. Tiny Tim. Remember Tim who went to Columbia? Tim? Tim who's on who's Tim who's on Pillow Talk with his ex-girlfriend oh, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who I thought was transgender. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Look. So <laughs> he apparently went on some podcast and said something about his about Tim's sexuality oh, wow. or something. But everybody joke. was talking about I know. And then the, and, and Tim complained and the network kicked them off. That's oh, one rumor. On. And that's how Tim is on. Okay. That is nonsense. Now, listen, I still stand by. I don't know what body Tim was born in. I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> and that was, that's not shade. It's just an observation. Okay, it's just an observation. Okay. Sure. And yeah, it's one that a lot of people had. A lot of people had that. And it's something like someone's saying someone's tall, someone's fat, just like someone's short, a baby, an adult. Like these are just descriptive words. It wasn't right. a judgment. Okay. So. If that's the reason, I, they need. I'm sorry, y'all gotta forget. Dean apologized, and TLC bring him back because the two best on Pillow Talk are Dean and Tariq, number one. Yes. 100%. And Annie and David, number two. Annie for me. and David, and then Homegirls in Georgia. I think they're pretty. Funny. I like them. I, I like Molly, and I don't remember her friend's name. Yeah, me either. Yeah, and and I actually like Lauren and, and uh, Alexi. Husband, yes. Yeah. That was the perfect pairing yes. for this. I yes. Yes. Like they had brought down. Um, who was the guy that was with the Brazilian chick and his mom? Uh, Colty? That was just like Colty. Okay, Colty's repulsive. That was so useless. I don't know why. They, yes. So like replacing them with Tim and his ex-lover, non-baby mama, it was just a weird dynamic. Yeah. Know. They tried different people. They even had Asuelo at one point. They did? They did. Asuelo and Oh my God, Karani. and his sister joined them too. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. I remember, I remember. Yeah. But Asuelo's English is not good enough to watch the show. Yeah, but, you, you know. make the comments. You need to make the I know. I know they're ruining it and it also needs to come up immediately after the show. I hate I this out because I have to time I don't watch it because I'm like I'm tired. Like, want you to sit there and watch the Sister Wives or whatever. whatever. I'm not going to watch that Nobody shit. Nobody cares about that. This is boring. Yeah. So you know so shout out to Pillow Talk. You guys Pillow Talk is people from the show 
watching the other people from the show and talking shit. Pretty much. So it's it's the best. It's it's like actually years ago, Bravo had this thing called the People's Couch. Yes, and that was really fun. Yes, yes. Really yeah. So I love it. So anyway, shout out to Pillow Talk. Bring back Tariq and Dean. So yeah, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Okay. All right. Um, Pillow Talk was a good addition to the mix. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so let's talk about these janky couples this season. Let's start with who do you have anybody in mind? Let me, I'm gonna start who I want to start. Let's start yes. out with Robert and Annie. Okay, she's oh, Dominican, boy. and Robert is a black man originally from Brooklyn, lives in Florida. Drives an Uber or Lester. Yeah, he's an Uber driver. Um, what else do we have we learned about Robert? He's like he's 41. Do we want to get into Robert's full history like right now? Like right go, go, go off, go off, jump. So it took a while for us to learn this, mm-hmm. but we did come across the information that Robert, he has a son that he lives with that he takes care of, full custody, fine. But Robert then let it be known that he has four other, ch- five other children from four different women. So five children total from four women. Yes. And I don't even think that Annie knew that really at the start of their very whirlwind relationship because they met online and then he went down to dr and he got he proposed to her in eight hours yeah he wanted a cruise ship and proposed for eight hours yeah wild and crazy but just kind of learning this little tidbit about robert and just kind of how he's really unstable and that was really just something that i think annie should have just kind of ran she should have never bothered to get engaged with him she should have never bothered to come to america because that was basically the start of his very sketchy behavior i would say Look, look, you know, it's, I always talk about a green card hustle, okay? And look, she's Dominican, she's Caribbean like us, okay? She's West Indian like us. So look, she knows she can stay on the island, and Dominican men gonna have a bunch of kids too. Sure. Okay? Sure. So she could come to America, then she's thinking she's gonna improve her life, and Better you know, okay. people... And people think, you know, people from foreign have money, okay? We know this. As Jamaicans, okay, people, when they're outside, they think Americans all have money, money's sure. on trees. So she probably was not deterred by him having five children. And I think that that was probably because of a lot of the lies that then Robert kind mm-hmm. of threw her way, where he's saying, okay, you know, I'm going to take care of you. Mm. We're going to get a new, bigger apartment. Mm. Don't worry about bringing clothes. I got mm. you. Mm. All of this nonsense. And homegirl shows up and Robert has a one bedroom. Mm. So him and his son share a bedroom. Okay, but it's one thing about sharing a bedroom, but that baby don't got no bed. Okay, Correct. the child also he's like three or four and does not have a crib or a little baby bed, a little car bed in the corner in the living room. He don't have nothing. Well, you can't put the baby in the living room, but like now you're bringing Annie into the mix, and you're expecting this woman who is a stranger to your child mm-hmm. to be in the bed with you and your baby. Mm. Like I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And homegirl, she's coming through. She wants to, one, sleep with her man and make mm-hmm. love to her man and do all mm-hmm. that. But she also then wants to have a family and, like, be in a home and not be in a one-bedroom apartment with you and your kid. Mm-hmm. So she had to learn the real hard way about the fact that Robert is, as she puts it, broke. But just, he is just... He's broke. He's broke. Oh, my God. because he has five kids. Yes. And he drives Uber. He's broke. <laughs> He's broke. Okay, if you are a basketball player or if you're a CEO or you're some executive and you have five kids, cool. But you drive right. an Uber. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's on There's only so hustle. many rides you can make, okay? And they just make it tips. Y'all done, done Uber. Come on. 
Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So she definitely hopped into a very difficult situation. And she's, you know, she was pretty fired up about it. She's, they got into a lot of arguments. And I think that a a turning point for me in Mm -hmm. kind of like being more on Annie's side Mm -hmm. was when Robert's siblings, well, I would say the grandmother of his son comes Mm -hmm. into the picture. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of like a, hmm. Annie's not going to really win this argument because we meet um, the child's grandmother. So the child's mother's mother, this is not Robert's mother. Right. And the child's and, mother's not in the life. She's, right. She's not in the picture at all. Yeah. We don't really know what her story is, right. but we can only imagine. So the grandmother then starts questioning Annie in a very defensive way, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I think with the, Annie doesn't really have a language barrier. Like she can understand English really well. Mm-hmm. It's just her getting her point across yeah. in English. Yeah. I think is very tough. Yeah. So the grandmother is asking her about whether she's on birth control and all of these really inappropriate questions. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the grandmother's line of work is also quite interesting because she's a this well-known porn star. Hashtag lady. porn granny. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag porn granny. That's what they hashtagged on Twitter. Yes. Hashtag porn granny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's sitting here with her very interesting lifestyle mm-hmm. questioning Annie who's here on her green card hustle. And so it's pretty, I don't know. It, it, it's really sketchy. And she ends up offending Annie. Annie goes back to Michael. Fine. They work through those issues. But then Michael's siblings come into the mix. Robert, Robert. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, sorry. Robert's siblings come into the mix. And Robert's sister seems really nice. Yes. Super cool. Very welcoming and inviting to Annie. Fine. Then Robert's brother comes into the mix. I believe that it's his older brother who comes into the mix and starts questioning Annie. And we find out that Robert's older brother also has multiple children with multiple women. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so you have these two men who are in a lot of ways belittling Annie for being here in America and wanting a better life and Mm -hmm. wanting to be in a relationship with Robert. Mm -hmm. But then they themselves are sitting here just procreating and making all these babies and making all of these bad decisions. And it's like, who are you to judge her? So I don't know. That's when I really got on her side. And I was like, Annie, Either do it if you if you really love this man, fine, marry him. But if she wanted to run, I would be all for it. Okay, this is the thing, Annie. You, Pete. It took her a long time to realize he was broke, and I'm like, I know the green card seems sweet, but he is on some straight nigga shit. And I, sorry, you guys, you're not as cute. Wait, fuck you. And the thing about it is that when his brother, because his brother insinuated, we don't know what you were doing in DR. You could have been a sex worker. You could have a prostitute, yeah. whatever. And he was very disrespectful. And Robert didn't come to her defense. So my real issue is that, you guys, my language is going to be very colorful because I was drinking and I was just watching another show. We could Wait, talk about another time that really pissed me off. But my whole thing about Robert is that he's a straight fuck nigga, okay? Because, first of all, you don't have shit. You fucking broke. You, you know, you're taking care of this child. I bet you, like, for you to be taking care of this child, that woman probably has a real sketchy class. She's probably on drugs. Who knows what she's doing, which is why you're taking this child. And you want everybody to be all like, oh, let me pat you on the back. and say You're taking care of one child. I don't know about the mother children. Okay, you're taking care of one. I don't get the impression that he's taking care of the other children. I would hope that he's paying some sort of child support. He's an Uber driver. I get it. He's an Uber driver. Get it. His his money is probably getting docked every month. It's got to be because I can't see how not. You know, it has to be, but 
for you know all of that, maybe two, maybe because he maybe he, does, he, he doesn't have enough money to go around for five children. He just doesn't. Now that I'm counting his money, but let's it's just basic arithmetic. So he doesn't. And what I don't like about Robert is that, and a lot of the men on the show, and we talked about it before, they think okay, they go online and they flex. To these poor women in other countries, I'm going to take care of you. I'm she didn't just think, it's one thing her thinking he's rich, but he promised her certain things. So the first first clue to her that he was broke was when he said he was going to take her shopping. And then he took her to the Salvation Army, okay, or Goodwill. And she was like, what is this? These are used clothes? And he's like, yes. And then he got an attitude with her about right. it. And But you know what he did buy her that was new? Draws. Okay. Right. He a bought lingerie. her lingerie. Okay. Oh my God. He's so gross. He, he's such a fucking nigga. I'm sorry. <laughs> he really is. So like everything, and I don't like the way he talks to her. Actually, I hate the way he talks to her. So when they get in arguments, he gets so defensive, and I feel like he's so out of line the way he talks to her. He, he calls her a gold digger. Pretty much. Yeah. Like he's so disrespectful all the yeah. time, and I'm just like, you don't have a pot to piss in, and the only thing you're trying to say is because you have an American passport that you're better than her, right. and she's digging for gold, and you don't got shit. You don't have a pot. You have nothing. You don't have a fucking chamber pot. Okay. Right. So. Yeah. You know, and then you're talking on shit, and she's still staying with you. She's still staying with you despite your broke ass. I don't get it. Like, she knows that... I know she wants a green card, but it's like, she's pretty. She can't get another dude. She can't, but this, I think, this is what I feel about um, any of the women, any of the women on the show. They're pretty, and look, this is, you use your looks to your advantage to get something. But a lot of these guys, I think, may online, whoever may say something, like, you know, talk a good game, maybe they with them a couple dollars, but they don't always take it to the next level where they actually pick you up and bring you to their country. Right. So when you have right. the opportunity, you take it. Because that explains how are all these girls so much better looking than the guys. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that's why she did. So like Robert, but anyway, my favorite part, my favorite part of the whole thing with Robert was um, the wedding. Okay, when he came in his fucking ugly ass mm, red this man. suit. He had a, a head to toe bright blood red maybe velvet suit. Um. And he has straight back cornrows. <laughs> and his sun match. Just to top it off. And I was like, well, first of all, where can you find a red tuxedo to rent? Um, no, it's nice. It, it, it's kind of crazy. And it was like, if you guys ever think of like Napoleon Dynamite oh, yeah. or like a like an old school 70s suit, like those those pale blue suits, just just yep. red. Just color it red. I can come, come into America. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, coming to America, sexual chocolate, the, yep. the guy in the church. That, that same, suit. same suit and red, red in 2019. Red, red solo cup, okay? In 2019. And because he wanted to dress up, because he usually has like a, a like a fro like a puff you know in a ponytail he got straight back cornrows you know to be fancy so fancy at his wedding at 41 bless him seriously bless that man so ghetto i mean for real right just just ghetto um but out of all the weddings theirs was kind of one of the better ones probably the most put together they definitely planned it yeah yeah like they had proper creature proper proper place yeah a party like He really did put some effort, at least, into that. Yes. You get, like, him saying, I wanted to save up my money to, like, give you a good wedding. Right. Line. And her dress was lovely, I yes. thought. So she should have very, nice. very well mm-hmm. at the wedding. He definitely surprised her. Mm-hmm. And me, too, because I didn't even realize it, thinking about, like, how broke this man really is. He had never given her an engagement ring. So he, like, got down on one knee and gave her something. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice. And she was really moved by it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. 
It was a good gesture. Yeah, listen, people on Twitter were like, oh my God, I can't believe he's going to, you know, back out of this. Because, you know, they do all the camera edits, so it looked right. like he's back. I said, look, y'all not paying attention. Nigga broke. He not going to spend his good money and not go to, come on, for a whole wedding and then be like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he wasn't going to do that. So, you know, whatever. So that's that's Robert and Annie. And I'm not sure. the best. I mean, they're still together. They're still going relatively strong. So maybe, you know, he'll get some money off of the show and get a two-bedroom. Maybe because she wants kids too. Yeah. But during the tell-all, mm-hmm. she said something that kind of made me question if she has, like, fertility issues or something like this. She was she was talking about when she was talking about the grandmother that. attacking her about being on birth control. And she was like, what if I don't need it? Because what if I can't have children or something like that? And I thought... She, the English was a little broken. I, okay. I got the impression that she was like, you know, how do you think I made it to 30 without, you know, not getting pregnant? Got so you. I don't okay. know if she's had a miscarriage before or if it was fertility mm-hmm. issues. Like I got some sense that there's something going on there. Right. But okay. who's, who's to say? So, you know, bless her heart for that green car. She's, you know, she deserves it. She's another one. Listen, she, she deserves it. You know, she, she deserves it. Uh, I don't like Robert. Um, she did wear her wedding shoes to the uh, tell all. Like, everybody was making fun of her for that. Like, though, that's the only good shoes she had. Yes, because you know he's going to buy her none. Yes, yes, he's going to buy her none. So that's that. Um, so that's that. Um, so yeah, so. And we're going to get to the tell all because he annoyed me further. I'm sure that, he did. Okay? He did a lot of stupid stuff during that tell all. So, okay. But that, so that's Robert and Annie. Knocked them off. Next couple. Um, we're going to do Cisco. Plus, this will be probably quick. It'll be quick. Because that would be like the length of their marriage. Really big. (laughs) So next up, we have American Blake and Finnish. Yes. Jasmine? Yes. Yeah. So this one is an interesting couple. Pretty young. I think they're in their 20s. Got to be in their 20s. And this gentleman met this young lady on an app. Based off of proximity, I thought he he had said at the beginning uh, of the series something like that, where there was something like she had to be nearby to him or something like that. I, I, I didn't really pick up that little tidbit, but he met her online. She's from Finland. He thought, okay, great. Wow, this is awesome. They meet in person. He travels there. Fine. We come to find out that her sister lives within miles of him. In California, mm-hmm. which I found to be a little sketchy. It's like that seems yes. really convenient. So that's what goes back to the app, right? I feel like she input her sister's zip probably because she was trying to get. Now she doesn't need a green card hustle. This you're is from Finland. You're from Finland, you know. I don't know, but she don't like to work, so hey. And she probably don't want to go to school either, because it's right. like just like go to a university there and you'll be with your sister. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she doesn't want to do either of those. Yeah. Things. So it's fine. So then, you know, she finally gets over here and the dynamic between them is really interesting. Blake really seems like an outgoing kind of guy. He works in the music business. He likes to go out and party. And Jasmine is very um, mannequin-esque. It's almost like she has no personality at all, which I find to be very interesting dichotomy between their personalities and their nature. Like, I just don't understand. I get that opposites attract, but there's absolutely no chemistry here whatsoever. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I have my, this is my, this is Gwen's observation. <laughs> um, 
So Blake, we haven't talked about it because Blake's name does not give it away. But Blake is a black man, okay? So, and we call him Cisco because he's a black man with blonde hair. Yes. Uh, and at the at the tunnel, he had blue eyes. Okay? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> so, um, and Jasmine is blonde, Finnish, you know, Nordic, or yeah, or yeah, yeah, Nordic. Uh, she, however, although she's young, has um, an LA face, and what that means is that full of plastic, like half of LA. Like fillers. Yes. Everything. Yeah. All the injections and there's actually some before and after pictures going around her and she looks nothing. So different. So different. To be so young, I think it's, it's, it's shameful. It's, it's horrible. So she though, you know, you know, looks like a, you know, an Instagram daddy, if you will. Right. So a typical, typical, you know, plastic Kardashian generous, you know, blonde. Yeah. Face. Um, and she's supposed to be very into health, you know, despite the plastic in her face. And she's very introverted. Very. Um, not like a social person. Not a person who likes to interact much with people. Aside from her sister. Yes, aside from her sister. Doesn't have a personality. Like, she's, she's, it's like talking to like a block of wood. Like, she's real. Yeah, doesn't smile much when she's interacting with Blake. Like, Every now and then he could get her to laugh. I know, but she might be trying to save up her fillers, though. That's true. She might not want to ruin the face. Yeah, I, I get it. No lines, no wrinkles. Yeah. But I just really question why she even wanted to be here. She wants to be close to her sister, okay? I, I don't think you need a green card to do that. Definitely. But you know why? Her sister won the lottery. I think that's what it was. Her sister won a green oh, card lottery. Okay. And that's she didn't. Yes. She, her sister won a green card lottery. She didn't. And to your point, most people, because she's from Europe, you guys need to understand as children of immigrants, uh, we understand a little bit how immigration works. The countries are, it's different policies. So for Europe, if they can come here easily six months with no visa, it's no problem. But I guess she probably wanted to stay longer. So she figured this is an easier way to make it work. To make it work. And this is the guy she runs with, though? But come back to it. Everybody's not going to pick you up and move you. Right. 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 She had to get the sucker. You have much. to get the person's going to go all the way Got through. it. Got it. Yeah. Well, her sister also doesn't seem to have much of a personality. No. If we can be honest. Here. Yeah, similar plastic surgery. Nor did her parents. So, I mean, the whole thing. Maybe it is really just a cultural thing. I, I don't, don't think know that's fair. I don't think that's fair. And I, I know a lot of people at all. That's not fair. But for that family, it seems to be like they just all lack any sort of personality, vigor, life. Yeah. They have nothing. Scandinavian, not Nordic. Sorry, I was Sorry, yes, wrong there Scandinavian. Yes, 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 um, yeah, no, uh, not just, uh, uh, just ridiculous. And I, you know, and she also doesn't want to work. She wants to be a stay-at-home. She wants to work on her inner peace. That's a quote. Okay. She said so. She was his mother of all people. His black mother gave her a look like, should I smack this young woman now or later? I know. It's I felt so bad. But I don't really care for his parents either, his mom yeah, and his stepdad. They seem like very weird people. They didn't want them to be in the same home together until they were married. Right. But this is a different situation. And if you think that they haven't had sex when he went over yeah. to Finland, you're delusional. Right. Right. So just let them live together. They have 90 days to figure this out. Right. Like So they made that very difficult. They couldn't be under the same roof. So Blake yeah. had to go and live with his sibling. Yeah. It just made no sense. But... You know, they they powered through a lot of adversity. Let's say Blake's friends are very interesting characters. 
to Jasmine's point, I wouldn't want to be friends with them or hang out with them. I agree. I agree. I didn't like these people at all. I thought they had really nasty attitudes. I agree. Um, I didn't think that they were very welcoming. I didn't think that they really cared to make the steps in order to make Jasmine feel comfortable. Yeah. Granted, she didn't make steps to really be as outgoing as possible, but that's yeah. just her personality. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Um, so Blake, he really is a bit of a pushover when it comes to his family, when it comes to his friends and when it comes to her. So I don't know how he's going to manage with all of these different entities pulling him and tugging him in different directions. Look, she's just waiting for her green card to get approved. So she gonna leave him. That's yeah, absolutely. So that's, this is moot point. So that's that we can move on. That's too much time on them. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about (laughs) the South African Sinjin. And oh. Tanya Latina from Colchester, Connecticut. Is she a Latina? Because sometimes I feel like she doesn't know what she is. But she why? Do you, well, why do you say that? Because I feel like she said that. She said that. I feel like she might. Have. She went That's to the vibe I got. Well, where did she, she go? Did, to, she go to Colombia, Peru, or for her thirty well. days? Yeah, for her thirty days to go learn Afro Caribbean and uh, and indigenous healing. Uh, healing because you she know, wants to be a healer. To be an Obia man. Yes. Went. I don't think she went to Colombia. That was too far. Did she go to like Costa Rica or something? Costa Rica, you're right. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anywho, so this young lady went to South Africa initially to chase down one gentleman. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. So she ended up then bucking up into Sinjin. Mm-hmm. And it was love, lust, everything at first sight. Like, but not so much. But go not- ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a hot minute. But so they meet. She stayed down there for quite some time. She stayed in South Africa for like quite a few weeks. Like she wasn't just there. Like I guess she was just supposed to be there for like a couple days and she ended up staying a few weeks for him. Mm -hmm. Fine. Comes back home. They go through the process. Mm -hmm. Sinjin gets his, you know, long flowing lock haired self up here. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting because Tanya brought her two friends with her to greet him, which I thought was weird because it's like, Okay, this gentleman is coming to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, they met up and he came, he flew into New York. And I think she's from Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. Connecticut. Or can I, oh, she's from Connecticut? Yeah, but I actually, okay, I just met with my friend who lives in Connecticut recently. She said that Colchester is close to like um, the north. Like it's not, it's not in Stanford. It's not close to New York. Okay. It's all the way in the top north. Okay. Yeah. That's why it looked different to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. On. So, yeah. So they, he like he's close to like Rhode Island or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, all right. That's why it looks kind of very suburban. Yeah. Very. Okay, got that. So she shows up at the airport with her friends, and then her friends are also staying at the same hotel that they're at. Mm-hmm. So this young man, he's with his woman, his sugar with an A, and the E. Oh, was it with an E? Sugar I forget e. how he misspelled yeah. the sign. Yeah. I don't know. That was another mess. But um, they meet, and her friends are like hanging around, and so he wants to spend time with her. Obviously, because they've been apart for such a long time. Friends are still there. It's kind of awkward. Fine. They then get to where they'll be staying for their 90 days. And it's going to be at her mom's house. Because Tanya doesn't make that much money. Doesn't have a place of her own. She lives with her mom. Fine. But instead of staying in the main house with her mom, they're staying in her mom's she shed. Because her mom don't want them in her house. And I don't blame her for that. But the she shed... Is literally a shed. It's not made for living. There's no bed. There's no plumbing. I didn't think that there was anything of that in there. So they yeah, have to basically build a home. Yeah. In their in her mom's backyard. Yeah, and then walk through the backyard to go to the bathroom inside the house. Right. Yeah. Which is awkward. And in Connecticut, it's cold. <laughs> um. 
you know, so Tanya is like, I think her profession is social justice warrior. I don't know if she has like a real job. I don't think she has a real job. I don't think she gets a real paycheck. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, been a part of some type of movements or whatever. Like I said, SJW, social justice warrior. And she, you know, it's a brown, you know, Latina. And she's gotten with this white South African dude right. who does, he doesn't seem woke or any, interested in any of that type of stuff like she is. Like, they don't really have a lot of common interests, it seems like, at all. Except for lust. Uh, yeah, it just seems like lust. They, they yeah. don't really have anything in common. And so, you know, you have the 90 days to, you know, get your life together before, you know, to get married within that 90-day time frame in order to qualify for the visa before it expires, right? She, though, had to fulfill her dream <laughs> of being an Obia woman, which in... Um, that's a Jamaican saying, uh, like a, like a, what's that? What is it? Like witch a doctor, witch doctor, healer, yeah, healer, witch doctor, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Home impact, all of that, all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she decided to go to Costa Rica for the middle of the 30 days, uh, to do that. Okay. To study. Cause this is going to help her business, you know, to be doing juice and berries. Okay. Yeah, so, but so when she's there though, she's barely calling the man. Trifle. She, he's like begging her, like, can you call me when you get home? She's like, no, I told you I'm not calling you. And I can't promise you that. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like, he's hanging out with her mother when her mother's not at work. And then other than that, he doesn't have anybody to be there. Yeah. yeah in, the, in the middle of nowhere. She was in Colchester, Connecticut. So while she's down there, she's apparently they're fighting every day because the, the other roommates mm-hmm. hear them arguing all the time. Yeah. And then we see a dreadlocked black man. <laughs> Um, you know, her and him flirting and dancing. Yes, also dancing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she comes back and I don't even remember. It's not memorable. Oh, they decide, I guess they get married, but nothing's even prepared. Oh my the God. day that of. The wedding was a disaster. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, not her backyard. An uh, Airbnb? Yeah, the Airbnb backyard, which is really weird. And they're running around, they're moving around tables and lighting fixtures and setting everything up. And it's just like, as guests are walking in. So mm-hmm. it's just like totally poorly planned, but that seems to be the nature of their relationship. And just to kind of hop back right before they get married. And when she came back from her, you know, medicine trip or witch doctor trip, whatever it is, um, the producers had was interviewing them oh, shit, yes. and had asked, you know, is Sinjin your soulmate? And mm. she gets this kind of glazed over look in her face mm. and then comes to the conclusion that he isn't because she's already met her soulmate and this was her first love. And this kind of shocks Sinjin because he's really all in with this girl for whatever reason. She mm. treats him like crap. She talks down to him. He really loves her though. So he's all taken aback and he's feeling some type of way about it, but they end up powering through it fine. But I think that that's really like a warning sign. And Another one is that she wants to have children, like, right away. And he is not sure if he wants to have children. And he's expressed this to her time and time again. And they don't have the money to have a child. Mm. They don't have the stability to have a child. Mm. But this is something that she wants right now. Not in yeah. two years from now. Mm-hmm. Right now. And she's 29. Yeah. Um. 
So, you know, that's a, you know, that's a whole mess. But the thing about, so most people, Twitter, people don't like her. So in terms of that couple, people really don't like her. They think she's selfish. They, they tend to think like, oh, poor Sinchin. But Gwen don't think so. I think they both fuck niggas, really. So I don't, you know, I, I don't, she's just more aggressive about it. So it, you, it's more obvious, but I don't think he's, he's, I don't think he's any good either. So, and yeah, there's a, tr- there's been a trend with the white South African dudes being, ain't about Sketchy. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah not about yeah. shit. Kind of lazy and whatever or not. So yeah, so that's them. Okay. So we did them. We did Robert and Annie. Uh, let's do the, the Ukrainian one. All right. So Mike and name? Natalie, Natalie. Yes, yes. Yes. Mike and Natalie. So Mike is from what part of the South is he from? He's not from the South. He's from Washington state. He's from Washington state. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. I think cause of Bo. That's oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so much interested. He lives yeah. with his uncle Bo, and mm-hmm. Bo is this cute little old man that lives with him and works with him. Yeah, a little redneck. Yeah. yeah, super redneck, but um, totally lovable. And Mike kind of comes off initially as this big, lovable giant of a guy. I thought I really mm-hmm. was, I really was about him. I thought that he was nice. I thought that he was in love with Natalie for all the right reasons. Natalie is this Ukrainian lady. I think she's in her mid-30s. Yeah, she's about 35. Yeah, she's about 35. And so he flies over there to spend some time with her while her visa situation, while her K-1 visa situation is getting worked out and to meet her mother, meet some of her closest friends and really just like connect with her on a deeper level. So they seem truly in love with each other. Like they meet, they get together, they're, you know, in her mind, they're making mm-hmm. babies right away because that's really what's mm-hmm. on her mind. She mm-hmm. wants to start a family mm-hmm. and they seem very much in love. And then there are these moments between them where they're really not seeing eye to eye and they start fighting with each other mm-hmm. and start being, I guess, really dishonest with their relationship. And I thought that that was really interesting. And how did that big fight, I don't really want to get into the religion part just yet, yeah. but there was that big fight where he walked out and like ended up like roaming around the town you remember well was that when they the producers asked if she loved if she loved no him? i thought no. that that was before that before that when he went off and like i think it was about religion though it may have been about religion yeah. so we come to learn that um natalie is a very she's part of the russian orthodox yes yeah um faith so she's very about god and about going to church and about raising her children in that fashion and at a dinner with her best friend Mike states that he doesn't believe in God, but he does believe in higher beings, a.k.a. aliens. And everybody, I feel like Natalie, her friend, Twitter, everybody was just like, what is this man saying? And he just believes that aliens created us and that's who, you know, is out there. And that's the only omniscient beings out there. And so she's now trying to reconcile how she can love this man and want to start a family with this man and him believing what he believes because he's not going to convert for her and he may not want his kids if they ever have them to be a part of her religion Mm -hmm. so i think that you know that really put a huge wrench Mm -hmm. in their relationship while they were out there and then everything just started to spiral from there um their last night together they spent arguing and She's crying and breaking down. Her mother, bless her little heart. I don't even mm-hmm. think that woman spoke a lot of English. She's yes, trying English. to rectify yeah. the situation for them. And Mike's got to go. He's got to catch his flight back. And the producers end up asking her, you know, do you love him? Mm-hmm. And she says that that's not something that she can speak on because of all of the issues that she ends up 
having with him and all the issues that ends up coming to light. She still wants to be with him and try to mm-hmm. figure it out. It seemed like, mm-hmm. but to Mike, it's like, well, if you don't love me, then why am I even here? Why mm-hmm. am I even bothering? So the car ride to the airport was really awkward. She was being very condescending to him. Well, she didn't want to talk to him. And then she suddenly just decided to go in the car. Right. right. <sighs> she chased him down. She got into the car to drive him to the airport. And she's like, oh, you're a perfect man. Everybody loves you. Your family loves you. Your mother loves you. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But he wants you to love him. Mm-hmm. And so that was really his point of contention. And then they get to the airport mm-hmm. He's going to drop her off. Now she doesn't want to talk to him at all. She doesn't want to kiss him goodbye. And off Mike goes back home to live his life and to try to figure out if they can even now make this work because her visa is still pending for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he seems very suspicious about why it's still pending. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that there's something in her past that she's not telling mm-hmm. him and she's not divulging to him. So then we get to the tell-all and we learn that Mike is not as innocent as... Uh, hold on. I'm going to defend Mike, though. You Go can ahead. do that, but Go ahead. I feel like I'm on her side. I'm not. She devotes the fact that... Wait, hold on. Before we... Wait, wait, wait. Let me build up the character <laughs> witness again before we... Before we, let me, before we put any dirt and salt in Mike's name. Mike so listen, true. this Natalie... First of all, if you look at her eyes, unless I'm a person who always talks about people's eyes, she look crazy, okay? She looks like children of corn. Yes, children of the corn. Very blue. Very blue, very intense with a lot of black line eyeliner around it like a goth person. And she plays a lot of mind games. She plays a lot of mind games. This stuff that she's doing with him about the religion, she knew he was an atheist, right? And first of all, she's so Christian. Why are you fucking him? Like, you know, you can't pick and choose what you feel like. Hey, 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 hey. Christians Look. didn't have premarital sex. You're not supposed to. Who says? The Bible. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. It's not in there. Whatever. You're not supposed to. You customarily, whatever. So, like, people pick and choose they want to do. Now, his alien shit is weird, but look, hey, whatever. Um, You know, it's weird, He's but grown. Look, like, come on, sir. I, I think it's weird, but look, there's, I watched, okay, I watched too much trash TV, you guys. I was watching White Talk the other day, and a man was arguing that the world was flat and held up oh, by pillars. So, look, people, and he homeschooled his children. So, look, so, listen, I'm just saying people believe what they want to believe. She, to me, plays a lot of games. Her whole thing is wanting to get pregnant and have babies. Sometimes I don't even know she even really likes this man. Like, I just don't even feel like she likes him. Now, he is a guy, he's like six foot seven, eight, six foot eight. He's like a tall huge. guy, he's a huge guy. And in America, like blonde, tall, big guy, he can find women. So I don't know why he even had to do this. Okay. Um, you know, yes, yeah, she's white, you know, and blonde. And I know a lot of guys like to get like a very European woman, hence, you know, bullshit present we have. But I, I, he didn't really have to. He could, he's not like the other losers on the show. I really think he could have actually gotten like a pretty American woman. So she is like, playing games her you know she's always comparing him to her ex-husband saying he doesn't make as much money he's not this and i think she tries to do a lot of power trips with mike like everything's like about all that i don't want to go i want to walk out with you she's always trying to pay power chips in these games in these mind games and it's so fucking annoying and it's just childish so like i think she is twisting around the story that she tells on the towel. Go I don't ahead. Think she is though because Mike was sweating. Mike was sweating. No, no, okay. Mike was tell sweating. the story. Tell the story, and we'll break it down. So tell the story. She kind of hems and haws about it. Everybody's just telling her. The host, Sean's telling her. All of the guests, they're like, just tell us what he did. They're trying to figure out like what was this big thing that he did to break yeah. her trust. Right. She ends up letting everybody know 
that he was supposed to be going to, I guess, a friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. And he was staying over at the friend's house. And it was supposed to be his female friend Mm -hmm. and that lady's husband. It so turns out that the husband never stayed. Wait, hold on. You're telling the story wrong. Wait a minute. The friend was the female friend. He was yeah. supposed to be the best man of the female. His friend is the woman. Yes. Okay. Friend's woman. His friend is the woman. Yes. And her husband was supposed to be there, or yes. her fiance, yeah, whatever, yeah. was supposed to be there yeah. with them at the house. Mm-hmm. And it so turns out that it was just him and the female friend staying there mm-hmm. for the night. Mm-hmm. And he did not tell Natalie this. He continued to lead her to believe that the gentleman was going to be there with them. We don't know that because it was, this is in the last couple of minutes. He said he did tell her. She said, no, we didn't get to really break that down. Sure. But it seems to be that the female friend, she's insinuating, Natalie's insinuating that the female friend contacted her mm-hmm. and let her know the deeds. That they were on the couch sleeping, and it just she didn't crazy. say that. She didn't, she didn't say she, she said did. she said she told her y'all he's not going to marry you, and then I heard that part, and that they were on the couch. I felt so. Listen, I Mike may Would have had Mike may have had a couple of beads of sweat. However, it could have been the positioning of the story because Natalie's crazy. I don't trust her. And listen, I'm not a, I'm not only take her for men. I don't take her for men. Okay, I, know, I, know. I don't take her for men. But I, I just feel like Natalie's off her rocker so she could twist the story. So I don't, because she's trying to seem innocent. She's not an innocent woman. We don't know if it came out and then she said something wild and the, and the, and the woman bucked back at her. Maybe. was like she bucked at her. So we, unfortunately, it was literally within like the last two minutes of the tell-all. Yeah. We never even got the breakdown. So we really don't know. It was like little things because, and, and it's the thing. Natalie, see, I don't, none of this feels right to me. Because she would be the first person to try to drag him and be like, that's why you went to, you know, with this woman. Did a, so for I don't her think to be, so. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think that she really wanted to get into it with him, especially not on the hello. Why would she stay? You may not think that she really loves him. I think that she really likes him. I really do. And I think that they're going like to him try enough. to work it out. So look, if you felt, so let's take, let's, let's say the situation happened the way she thinks it happened. If you think your man lied to you and slept with this woman the night before her wedding, why are you staying? Why would you stay? Green card hustle. Isn't that why we're here? Because of the green card hustle? That's what I'm saying. But I, what I'm saying is, and I agree with you, she is not wholly innocent in her behaviors and her interactions with him. But I also think that Big Mike isn't as well. He gets painted as this big, Fair. lovable guy. Fair. And I think he fucked up. Maybe. And did some fuck shit. Maybe. And got caught. Maybe. And now they need to figure it out and they need to learn how to communicate and get over this hump. And if they do, I think that they're going to end up being together if she can get over here. Look, if that happened like that, because unfortunately we did not have enough time to break it down on what really happened. It was too, you know, they took so long and they drew it out and then there was like no time. I know, this drama should have happened in the first part of the time. Yeah, like we didn't get to talk about it. So, um, I still think she's crazy. Shout out to you, Big Mike. And I think I saw some place on Twitter saying his ex-wife was black. Oh, go Big Mike. See that Big Mike got it, boy. I don't know what he's doing with this girl. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so that was Big Mike. Uh, Okay, next, everybody else is named Michael at this point. Um, Let's talk about, okay, let's take it back to Connecticut. Juliana, Brazilian, and Michael. White guy. Greenwich, from Greenwich. From Greenwich, yes. Affluent part of Connecticut. This is Real money part of Connecticut. Yeah, I don't know if he's self-made. I was trying to figure out if his family had money, and that's kind of what gave him his start. I think he's self-made. Into, he's self-made. But he's a wine distributor. Yeah. Right? 
So self-made, definitely got a lot of money in the bank, fine, was previously married and has two children. These two kids, the kids are amazing. They have so much personality. Yeah. They brought a lot to his story, which I think is what made people really kind of fall in love with him and his mm-hmm. family a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, single guy, partying, that rich lifestyle. He's in his early 40s. Models. Yes, he's in his early 40s. And he meets a young lady by the name of Juliana, who is a model, um, I guess on like a yacht party or something like this. That's what it seemed like. So we kind of understand the dynamics of how that works. Where What's the this rich old dynamic? white dudes, Okay, go ahead. These rich old white men mm-hmm. decide to surround themselves with beautiful models, young, mm-hmm. under probably 23, 24 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. um, hopefully over 18, but sometimes maybe not, mm-hmm. um, who come from very distant disadvantaged backgrounds Mm -hmm. and are looking for, you know, that meal ticket. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how they met, but it seems to be that Juliana was really a catch for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Intelligent, seems very nice, very warm. Doesn't seem like she was just going for him for the green card. It seemed like she really did find something in him that she could hold on to and that she ended up falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it does come out that even though she is quite young, she's in her early 20s. She's like uh, yeah. She was married before we end up learning. Um, and it was a really terrible marriage. Definitely. It was, it seemed like it was an arranged marriage between their religion, the church, but again, somebody much older than her again. Yeah. But she was able to get out of that. And now she's with Michael. Fine. So he ends up, she ends up getting her K1 visa. She gets to Connecticut and first shot, she gets picked up in this really tacky limo that he rented. And I don't know why he did that. I don't know what the purpose of that was. To show off his money. He's very new rich. You can, I should be able to tell he doesn't come from money. He's new rich. He's very new rich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's fine. And they kind of have their moment where they can be together and kind of spend some time together and reconnect. And then he takes them to her to meet his kids, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cute. So the kids, you know, he's got a son who's the older child and a younger daughter. He's probably 10 and the girls maybe seven. Yeah, yeah. Something like this. Um, So it seems to me that they really hit it off. They Mm -hmm. cooked for them, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really cute. They cooked them breakfast or Mm -hmm. something like Mm -hmm. that. And it seemed to be that her interactions with the kids was really nice. The kids kind of picked up on it. The son did make a joke that, they were closer in age. The children are closer in age mm-hmm. to Juliana than the father is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I you're like one of the kids. It's it's just great how self-aware little kids are on mm-hmm. the show once they're old enough to kind of talk and interact with the producers and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And then Juliana, of course, needs to meet the ex-wife, the mother of the children that she will end up being stepmother to. Sarah. Sarah. And Sarah comes off as a little sketchy. Um, her energy was kind of weird. She was trying to figure out what Juliana was all about. And she definitely came off very defensive at first. Um, just trying, I remember she said to Juliana that, you know, if you're not going to be their mom, I'm going to be their mom. Yes, Basically, yes, yes. You're not going to parent my children. Yes, she did. She and did. I think that she was really judging Juliana based off of, of course, her background, the fact that she's on the screen card hustle and the fact that she's very young. Yeah. And it was an interesting turn of events that came about when Juliana decided to really open up to Sarah and tell Sarah more about herself and about her background. And they kind of became really fast, really quick friends, really turnaround friends. Friendly, so yeah. yeah, really friendly, probably a little too friendly. We're going to learn mm-hmm. as things progress, which mm-hmm. I find kind of weird, but 
Um, so as Juliana is going wedding dress shopping, Sarah is there. Sarah is giving her advice on how to approach Michael with regards to finances mm-hmm. and making sure that she establishes that, look, she's going to be a partner in this marriage. Yeah, He's yeah. not just going to run over her and do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, there was talk of a prenup situation going on between Michael and Juliana, but Juliana ended up kind of guilting him out of it. And he didn't make her sign one. I was happy. For, well, first she didn't know what it was. That um, and the prenup came up because of Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So Sarah's trying to be her friend and also, you know, on the side. Trying to secure the bag for the kids. Yeah, for the kids, which he's not going to forsake his kids for Juliana. And she's not going to want to. I don't think she's that kind of person. So anyway, but eventually he, she pressed them like, you know, if you love me and I don't have anything and I'm here, what's going to happen? And even I think, then they go to the lawyer. They did go to the They went to the lawyer. And the lawyer, you know, was like, hey, do you know how much it costs to live here? Do you know how much it does it? And she was like, yeah. no, no. She's like, oh my God, I don't know. You know? Yeah. So she realized it. So I I really liked Juliana. Like from the beginning, I actually liked her. I yeah. thought she was a sweet girl. She, she she's like 22. She looks much younger though. She looks, she looks like, like a teenager. 19. Yeah, she looks really young. So when you see the two of them together, it's it's it's, it's not a good look, honestly. It, it's it's you know very Epstein-ish. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it it doesn't look good, but and and in the beginning he was actually kind of creepy. Like he was, he was kind of sleazy. Yeah, about it. he was kind of like I have so much money and you're this poor poor. And he I was, was like, bringing up to her a lot. Yeah, like, like I'm saving you. This white savior narrative. Yeah, this very really fetishy thing yeah. where he was like into her being poor, and it was it was really gross uh, to me. But over time, it's gotten a little bit. You know. I'm not saying the green card thing isn't in her. I don't know. Actually, I don't think green card her. I think she just wanted security. Yeah, I think she, she just wanted, wanted a better life. Yeah, just a better life period because she's from a very poor area. So, um, you know, I like Juliana, and I think for the first time in how many seasons this bullshit show has been on, <laughs> someone properly secured the fucking bag. 100%. Okay, like come on, everybody comes here to the brokest Americans possible. Yeah. Okay, like, I got me a rich, one. and she actually got her a rich one. One that when she was back in Brazil, gave her a credit card, and she bought a car Sex. with it. You know, because yep. she had to secure the family's bag as well. She did. Her sister ended up using it as an Uber. Yep. So you know, I definitely don't knock her at all. And legit money. It, yeah, he's he's got funds. Funds enough that he could charge a car on yes. his credit card. Yes, and he yes. did it not, and he did a trip, and he did a trip. He just kind of wagged his finger at her and that was it. Like, yes. she got off scot-free. So, good to her. So shout out to Juliana. She's the Look, best. Shout out to her. But let's talk about the officiator of the wedding. Oh, God. Because they end up having Sarah, his ex-wife, officiate their wedding. Well, hold up. Can we talk about how much this backyard wedding costs? I know. Another backyard wedding that I... Why? Why did he do it like that? He's got money. Well, but it was still expensive in the backyard. I know. It was still expensive. I mean, it looked nice. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Ugh. Well, I think it was worth doing a background wedding because no one from her family or her friends came. Showed up. Yeah. So it was just his friends. And look, his friends are Sarah's friends and they are all there. So, like, it, does well. he really need, like, a big wedding? Sure. Um, you know, and that was... either of their first marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's no one... She doesn't know anybody here. So it was really... A wedding for him, yeah. Uh, but he so unlike uh, the Colchester wedding, <laughs> okay, this one probably costs 
well over like sixty thousand dollars. Had a planner and a caterer. Yeah, sure. like planning caterer who were charging a lot. So this is well over sixty. Actually, if I can't, I can't remember if I can't. I think it was closer to a hundred. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, when they did this, and you guys, again, it was a backyard wedding for maybe forty people, if that. But in Greenwich, and it was a really big. Yes, backyard. yes, very big. And it's Greenwich, and you know, people keep saying Green Greenwood. You guys are not from here, oh, no. okay? You're not from New York. You can like it's Greenwich. Put some respect on their names, okay? And it's a very affluent and wealthy part. This is legit. Not like the rest of y'all motherfuckers pretending on the show and pretending in Atlanta, okay? I'm talking about this is real money, all right? So she secured the bag. She definitely did. I'm really proud of her. I know. She seems like good people, so. All she got to do is just pop out a kid, baby. She definitely will. It seems like, you know, that's going to happen. But I don't think he's going to want that, though. He might, he might just take one more just to kind of make her happy mm-hmm. and make her kind of, you know, be like, okay, she's a parent, blah, blah, blah. But what I found interesting during the tell-all was when Sarah came out to talk mm-hmm. with them. And Sarah ended up sitting next to Juliana. Mm-hmm. And then the camera kind of pans down and Sarah and Juliana are holding hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what exactly kind of friendship is this? Like, how how friendly are we getting here? If, is it me? Was that not weird? People on Twitter were saying that it looks like Sarah and Michael are like low-key swingers. Yes. And and, and Juliana's like just, you know, she's letting him play with Juliana. Um, I don't trust Sarah. And I I don't think she's completely like heinous, right? I don't think she's completely, but I don't think this is completely innocent, this friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Juliana's vulnerable because she doesn't know anyone. She has, that's the thing about it. And Americans take it for granted that this is a very isolating experience. Yep. Like you leave your country, you leave your language, you leave everything, even though it's a better opportunity here, there's no community. Nope. Right. And this is not like, and I'm sorry, like we're not seeing anybody saying that they're going to Brooklyn and Queens. Okay. <laughs> because you know what, there's all these little ethnic enclaves and stuff in the city. You're not seeing that. Right. right? People are going into more rural, more distant areas and they're alone. Yep. So, you know, I think Juliana doesn't have anybody and Sarah's being that friend to her. So she's just opening up. She's at a disadvantage and Sarah's like, okay, we'll keep my enemies closer. And that's what she's doing I with guess. Juliana. So but she would think that at this point, Sarah would see that Juliana is not her enemy. That Juliana is definitely an asset to this very extended family of theirs. But well, we don't really know the circumstances of them divorcing. Well, we did hear a little bit that maybe he, you know, had a little wandering eye. Mr. Yeah. Michael. Um, we didn't get to the details. Emotionally cheated. Yeah, which is bad, which is just as bad but, today. Probably worse sometimes. Yeah. So, so I mean, you wanted to stay physical, but yeah. you know, we didn't get the details. But who's to say? Just because she did doesn't mean she fully. You know, they were together a long time. They were together from college. Yeah. So they had a very long relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's like nefarious completely. I don't think it's that, but mm-hmm. I do think she's just trying to, you know, keep her close, get the details. Yeah, I mean, That's I don't knock like, either one of them, quite frankly. But Juliana is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Shout out there. I love Juliana. Shout out to her girl. Don't have a baby too soon. You know, keep that little skinny little figure, okay? <laughs> but, you know, make some little friends. Yes. But definitely. she, you know, shout out to her. The only person who's ever secured the bag on the show. Oh, oh my, my God. Yes. She held it down. All right. Who else we got? The last one I oh, can think no. of is our favorite. So we talked about that before. No, 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 no. My favorite, who he's my brother because I'm 60 to 65% no, Nigerian. Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot about his dumb ass. Let's talk about him. Yeah, let's talk I about forgot about Marcel so got, um, and Anna. Anna. 
She's from Nebraska. Yeah. Cool. So she's from Nebraska, and she met a lovely gentleman, Turkish, by the name of Marcel. They both happen to be beekeepers, Mm -hmm. and this is how they met through some sort of Facebook group. group. So Mm -hmm. they meet, and obviously they're online. Marcel's English is highly limited and he has no English. Right. And as most Americans <laughs> that was very nice to say. not speaking Turkish. So they communicate strictly through translators and apps and such. But their love is strong. And Marcel decides that he is definitely going to apply for that K one and come over here and, you know, marry his new thing. They're both thirty eight years old. I wanna I wanna make that clear. They're both thirty eight years old. They're both grown adults. Okay. And Anna has not one. Not two, but three boys. Blue brown boys. So I don't know what I don't know her ex husband is. Latino or black or something, but they yeah, three, have tan. Yeah, they're very yeah. tan, very clearly children of color. I right. don't know what, what they are though. You know, they're in Nebraska, so I don't even know how hard that is for them. But um I went to Nebraska for first time this year. Did you? Yes I did. Did you uh, I went last month memorable? Um uh, I was in Omaha, Nebraska for the first time wow. last month, um, for work. Uh, listen, there were, listen, every time I saw a black person, I told them I was surprised. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what are you doing here? The Uber drivers, several. Um, I think one was from Somalia. Like, what? yeah. Um, we didn't really talk much. There was one who was from Sudan, but he grew up in like the Middle East. And we had a whole like long conversation. Wow. And I was like, how'd you end up here? He's like, Seriously. my sister was here. So I think, you know, sometimes when they have these refugee type situations, they do send them to the middle of the that's country. True. That is true. So I think that was him. And the guy from Somalia also told me that. And then there was a third black person. I saw someplace. I don't want to say like that third black person. There was a third <laughs> black person. Like an area. And then when I went to the client I was visiting, um, there were, a couple of black people in the meeting, which I was surprised. But are these Africans or like black? Okay, Africans? one lady oh, was yeah, one lady was from Kenya. Okay. Um, but yeah. one guy was um, American. He was wow. American. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't from Nebraska. He had, where he told me he was from someplace. He was from the East Coast, someplace. I can't remember okay. his job. They closed and he ended up moving there. Oh, That's wow. how he ended up doing that. Okay. So I think I saw like five or six. And actually, I think I saw a trans person at the at the front desk. Who was like Latino or brownish? So, and then oh, the front oh, desk, oh. I saw, yeah, in the front desk, the girl, the first day checked me in, she was uh, from Guam. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked, yeah, she was from Guam. So, yeah, I saw some people of color. Look at that. I, I did. Like, I, I guess did. that's probably going to be the only city. But I was in Omaha, the, you know, the capital. That was right, different, right? right? Yeah. I'm sure any other city, it's going to be a lot tougher to find a lot of people of color. But yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Right. But, um, so yeah, Nebraska, fine. But the children, have a definitely large gap in the age range. So there's one teenager who looks to be about maybe 15, 16, yeah, 15, 16, something like this. The middle child is probably about 10, 11. You think 10, 11? 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 11. Yeah. Sometimes they look under. And then the little one who's so cute, he was like probably five, like seven, six. six? Oh, even six. He spoke more. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Well, to yeah. The, to six, seven. Yeah. Stuff like that. So. Boys, and as expected, the eldest son definitely is not about this. He's yeah. not about this whole fiance thing. No. He's definitely not about having another man come into the house and telling him what to do, and especially another man that he can't even communicate with. And he can't seem to understand why his mother is even doing this to them to begin with. He's smart. Yeah, he's smarter than his mother for sure. So Marcel ends up coming over here, and the 
eldest son ends up giving him a really hard time, is kind of talking to him and very snidely, but Marcel can't pick it up because he doesn't understand English. And he's definitely not going to pick up these nuances <laughs> of how rude this child is being to him. Um, but, you know, he definitely tries. The two younger boys definitely seem to be more open to Marcel, and especially the youngest one. He definitely likes the idea of getting a dad, mm-hmm. I think, in his life. I don't know where the children's father yeah, is. Know. They didn't talk about it at all. No. But it definitely seems like he doesn't have anything to do with them, which is... I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I actually just didn't know what to think. The smallest one is relatively young, so she had to be dealing with him right. relatively recently. Past ten years. Yeah, so I, I I didn't know what to think, and I kept thinking the whole time, like, where is your, where's this mad father? Because I felt like their father needs to come in and step in and check her ass. Yes. About so, okay. So thing that we haven't said is that when it comes to light is Marcel, who I told you was thirty eight years old and never been married. Uh, he did not tell his family that Anna has three children. And Marcel is Muslim. Yes. And he refused to tell his family. He said he would not tell them until they're dead. He would tell he would tell his parents until they're dead. So this is something he wants them to go to the grave with. And so and Anna knew this. So let's be clear, Anna knew his position, what he was doing. Right? Yes, and still let him come to America and stay with her family. Now her mother didn't know. And then it comes out to her mother and she says in front of her mother and the children that he hasn't, you know, told his family and it's a secret. And so the mother's like, well, how could you like, what are you talking about? Why are my grandchildren secret? Right. And she's like, it's his culture. It's his culture. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. She's making excuses, but it's like, number one, why'd you say this in front of your children who can comprehend that they are some dirty little secret yeah. to his family, like that's gonna hurt and scar them. Why would mm-hmm. you even do that? Tell your mother, sure, but don't say it in front of the kids. Like, I dislike Anna the most out of everyone. Agreed. And I dislike her the most because of this. Because to me, like and I know and, and and actually I don't know. I'm gonna keep it real. Like I'm a woman in my thirties. I don't have any children, but like I know women get to this point where they feel like this desperation, like no one's gonna want me, so you have to just take whatever. Yeah. But like this is stupid. Like these are your children and they should be the center of your life. And there's no way that you wanna take some dude who don't even speak English, who doesn't want to tell his family about you. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Like, bro, you could stay, you could stay right in Turkey and you're not gonna come here That's and disrespect you and your children. It's hella disrespectful as far as I'm concerned. And you're putting your children through hell. Like I hate the way people do their children on the show. And you know, I have actually struggled with my feelings about this. I'm like, well, am I supporting this? But you know what? I cannot fault TLC because you know what? Y'all were going to be fucked up parents, whether or not those cameras were there or not. And I can't blame them for just broadcasting it. So you are going to be fucked up parents and I can't expect them to intervene because they're not, this is not, you know, therapize my 90 day fiance. (laughs) It is just 90 day fiance. So they're just showing it and cutting it up. So this is on you. I just, Hated that she she did this, you know, and the little yeah. boys are like feeling some type of way, crying. and yeah, you know, crying and all this type of shit. And so eventually, she, I guess, her hand is forced by the guilt and her friends. Like everyone's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And she's like, "Well, we have to tell your parents, or else I'm not going to marry you." Right. And um, if you look at when he does it, if you look at the translation, he said, "She just told me she had three kids." Right. So he kind of spins it to where he can take the blame off of himself. And okay, I showed up here and it's like, oh, look, now there's two kids. What do I do? And I think it was his sister that he was talking to 
or that we kind of is the sister and the mom one of the two i'm not sure yeah and then there were some figures that were like yeah. blurred out and i was yeah. like what the hell's going on here but they were basically like nope come home that's yeah. it shut yeah. it down yeah and so very dramatically very teary-eyed he's crying throwing himself on the couch throwing himself on the floor <laughs> anna's crying he's getting on his knees oh baby baby please oh, to the translation you. app to the translate google translate okay <laughs> they're translating all this stuff and at least she's sticking to her guns at that point and is saying you know no there's nothing that i can do you need to go home you gotta leave she's doing it very reluctantly because she definitely wants to keep him there but I mean, the both of them are crying, snots running down their noses. I'm over it. I'm like, well, I don't feel bad. the plane and go home. Go home. You don't deserve to be here. Go home. Go home. And he does. He has on the plane and goes home. <laughs> I swear to God, nothing but a couple days later, this fool is like, okay, I told them and I talked to them. I'm coming back. And we let him back in the country. How did that work? Because I think everybody was perplexed yeah, by that. Yeah, everybody the fact was. That, they, that he was allowed to keep that K-1 visa open yeah. and come back. Yeah. Um... People on Twitter said they think it's fake. Oh. People on Twitter said they feel like TLC set that up and he was at a hotel down the street and they did wow. it for the storyline. Um, the the people at the tell-all who are all you know going through the same process were... Sh- even the people on, 90, on, on Pillow Talk were like, what? Because once you leave, they don't let you back in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Your, your visa's null and void. Yeah. So for him to do it, and, and as long as they, 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 they basically honored it until it expired, and coincidentally it was expiring the same day he came back, yep. so she had to run to have a wedding. Now, this is my thing. If after, after all of this happened and you bring him back, why don't you go to the courthouse? Why are you having a why wedding? Why are you having a wedding? Yeah, what is the purpose of this? Why? Like nine hours to throw it together. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? So in all of this hustle and bustle, her two youngest sons are down with it. And they're like, cool, wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with you, mom, to support you. The older son, not having it. Her mother, not having it. They didn't go to the wedding. Oh, the mother didn't go? No. Oh, shit. Go. I realized mom didn't go. Mom wasn't there. Oh. You just noticed mom. Oh, I didn't. I knew the son didn't go. I didn't realize the mom didn't go. Well, I, listen, I feel her. I feel her. He, first of all, how's this going to work? He's in Nebraska and doesn't speak, speak a word of English. Right. His profession is, I believe. He can be a beekeeper and not speak to anybody, I guess. True. I mean, True. I, I don't know. I guess, but they that's her hobby. That's not her real job. Oh, that's right. But that was his job. Yeah, that was his actual job. I don't know. Look, I mean, he'll figure it out. I guess he has no choice. He's here now, legally. Just such a waste of time. It is, and just a waste of time. So I, I think I just feel like that's so disrespectful. Like he met you, knowing you had to be chill. You didn't hide it from him, right. and for him to hide it, you like you should not have allowed him to come here. Yeah. And being Muslim or not, like, sir, you're already sitting here talking to this woman, telling her that you want to be with her and marry her. Right. Putting the blame on your religion or the fact that your family is going to disown you is not is not going to work. You're a grown man. Again, I'm coming back to the premarital sex. You <laughs> have a problem with her having three kids, but you don't have no problem busting it up and busting it down. Oh, okay? they were... The kids heard them having sex, which yeah. came to light as well. It's like, ma'am, you have three sons, and I know you want to get down with your man, but, like, be quiet. Look, I mean, whatever. Ugh, guys. First of all, <laughs> so he gross. just irritates it's me. So like, gross. looking at his face irritates me. I know. And the thing about and I've said this on Twitter many times, follow me, Gabby Graham on Twitter. Um, I feel like when he's talking, he's not saying nothing. Like, I'm like, is he speaking Turkish? I don't feel like he just sounds like he doesn't say anything. It doesn't sound like he's yeah. saying anything. Yeah. I'm like, is he really saying something? <laughs> I need someone Turkish to verify if this man's actually speaking Turkish. Because I've heard people speak Turkish. 
And he don't sound like he's speaking Turkish. He just sounds like he's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He just sounds like he's saying nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, Marisol, Marcel, whatever, however people destroy his name. Look, they're together. They're married. Great for them. We're done. Moving on to the last couple. Gwen's favorite. Oh, oh, favorite. going to be the last that we see of them, right? There can only be so much of them that we can consume in this fashion. I we Well, listen, we saw Nicole in Asin for a long time. So. Oh, God. But that was a mess. Like, they're not that much of a mess. They're not as much of a mess. Well, he's committed to coming to America. As in never seen, as in never wanted to come to America. That was the difference. As in was lying. As in wanted to come to America. He just didn't want to be with Nicole. As in was not coming to America to be with Nicole. So he was going to stay there and make shit up. Okay? So, but, but, you know, Michael, my Nigerian brother, is very dedicated to, to, it's like his dedication, he's like digging his heels in for the dedication at this point. Um, Just, I mean, look, we've talked about Michael and Angela before. She's 53 white lady from Hazelhurst, Georgia, which is middle of nowhere. Um, Trump supporting. Huge Trump supporter. Just very trashy. Like, just very trashy lady. Classiest, trashiest bitch you'll ever meet. That's so cool <laughs> from her. Okay, so ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that that was them, you know. And Michael, everybody loves Michael. He's such a sweet dude. Like, and to your point, he really is trying his best to get to America. He really is all about it. He wants this green. I've never seen anybody want a green card so much. To be like, with Angela, yeah, that that's work. And she said they had sex thirty eight times in two weeks, which is. A- like, I don't know how he didn't blow his back out trying to blow hers out. Listen, Michael, look, Trump, I never even said your real name. I never even said your real name in my life. Look, sir, you got to let this man let in. in. He is doing the Lord's work. And he likes you. He loves you. He'll worship you, wear merch. Listen, you can get in with the blacks, okay? That's what you were trying to do, get in with the blacks. You can put him on the stage, okay? And say you're not racist. Bring Michael into America. I've never seen someone who deserved yeah. it more. He so deserves we, it. We ended up finding out that Michael's came when he was denied. And Michael's like breakdown. I felt so bad watching him cry. Your boy shed mad tears. He was mm-hmm. bawling on the phone mm-hmm. to this lady. And she seemed kind of like more upset at him for possibly ruining his chance <laughs> and trying to console him, which I felt like he <laughs> She's like, you did this. Why? What did you say? What did you do? You know, he was bored. He was crying. He really wants to be here. He wants to be with her. He wants to be with the family. Um, He wants to be part of Mike. So, you know, they had to work through that. Um, She ended up going back to Nigeria Mm -hmm. to visit him and also try to hit up the embassy and to see kind of what was going down. Just did anybody really figure out what those scars were on her chest? Nobody could figure it out. It was really weird. Anyway, I don't know if it was the, the work she had done, but why would it do that? I, I don't, don't know. So. It looked like it was in a pattern. I was trying to figure out was it was a tattoo. I don't know. What Nobody could tell what's wrong with her skin. Oh, her skin is so bad. But. I know. I know. But um, she ended up coming down. They met with some sort of magistrate, right? Down there. Who was that gentleman that was talking to them about getting married? A lawyer? And what they needed. Was he just a lawyer? I felt like he was like slightly more than a lawyer, but I feel like everybody down there with any modicum of power kind of just a title. like bigger than who they are. But yeah, so it turns out that in order for them to really solidify their relationship in the Nigerian government's eyes is that they're probably going to have to get married down there. And she's not about that. She doesn't want that at all. She wants to get married in America. 
she wants her family to be there and everything like that. But it's like, can't you just have two weddings? Exactly. Like everybody else. What is the big deal? Yeah. I didn't get it, but she seems very adamant to be against that. Mm-hmm. And they ended up also going back to sit with Michael's family and talk through some things. And um, Michael's uncle really, he doesn't mince his words. But this, okay. Say what they said. I'm going to give you my take on the situation. So you can describe what happened. So they end up talking. And of course, the issue with children and carrying on the legacy and the bloodline comes up. And they say, he basically says to her, look, if you can't have kids, Michael then can go out and be with another woman who will give him a child, period. So, okay. So recall Angela's 53. She's had several children herself. She's got one good and she went to, I don't think we talked about this last time, she um, went to a gynecologist in Nigeria right. and found out that she has one egg. Now, for those of y'all who didn't pay attention to school, uh, when you're born, you have like millions of eggs. Like you have tons of eggs. Okay. Yeah. And um, she's down to one. All right. And she is a chain smoker, mm. uh, unhealthy, don't right. let she brush her teeth. Okay. All of that. So the likelihood of that being a viable egg is very It's like slim. a 1% chance. Yeah. So she's actually been asking one of her daughters, who's, I don't know, maybe in her 20s or 30s, to give her an egg. And she will, quote, unquote, tote it. Okay? Um, Carry it in the womb. Correct. On the daughter's behalf. The daughter does not want to because it's her egg. And she feels like that will be her child with Michael. And she doesn't want to do that, which is a fair. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Which is fair. But then Anna's like, I'm your mom. Dude. I get it. So Michael has pressure to have a child. But this is what I feel like when I look at all of this. First of all, mm-hmm. his family is in on the hustle. Okay, family is in on the hustle. The mother talking about the woman having a child. Y'all see this? Angela look older than the mother. She knows she can't have no baby. Of course. Right? So y'all trying to low key. And this is the thing. Angela also forced Michael to stop working because she was afraid of. She was jealous of him being right. with women. So she actually is taking care of him financially. As far as we know, the money she sends to him could be more than when he was earning when he was working. So which is wild because Angela's not rich. I know, so, but the money could go but further. it's also Nigeria. Right, so, could yeah. go further, right? So all of that to say, you know, they're in on the hustle, but I think they're also trying to have like an exit strategy for him too. Sure. So they're like, okay, let's try to get you to America, da, 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 da. but if not, like, let's really push on you having a baby because clearly this woman is unable to right. do that. Right. Right? Um, and... Angela, I was I was glad that she didn't go off and go crazy with his family. Like the one time when she really held back her anger and just kind of stifled it and said, you know what, I'm not gonna engage. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, girl, it would have been a wrap. So, you know, they're in on the hustle. You know, I think his family's counting on him for the hustle, but they also realize that she's a little bit crazy. So let's try to put the pressure on the child because you know that you're not gonna be able to deliver that. Right. So that's that. The only other thing that happened is that, you know, she got into it with his friends that she called the goofballs. I love them. And I don't know if I really love them because they are kind of disrespectful. They are. She is 100%. And she definitely set that tone for them to be as disrespectful as they are. He calls her trashy, but where's the lie? He didn't have to. I'm not saying that there's a lie. I'm just saying that he didn't have to go there. But but she if, if she comes to you the first thing, goofballs, like, her approach to them is off the rip disrespectful. 
Sure. She comes to them and it's been ongoing. With like and it's been ongoing. A negative connotation from her understanding of how they were kind of pushing Michael to maybe go around and maybe drive girls home and get blowjobs and who knows. I know what's because Michael's lying. Okay, Michael's lying. Of course he was. That was still really early on in the relationship. Like when Mike was meeting with them Mm -hmm. to kind of talk and Mm -hmm. Angela wasn't there, Mm -hmm. they were still being disrespectful to him. And that's when they ended up getting in their little blow up fight. Mike ended up smacking his glasses off and Mm -hmm. Mike wanted to fight them. And Mm -hmm. he's just over it. Like he's sad. He wanted to come to America. He wanted the visa to be approved. Yeah. And they were just sitting there still making jokes about it and pressing him on it instead of just being there for him for this one moment. Just be there for your boy. But this is the thing. We don't know. And this is the thing about Michael. And listen, I only talk shit about you because I have Nigerian roots <laughs> I found out too. So Bravo. I feel entitled to say it. Okay. Michael can also be really acting. Okay. We don't know. Like he could be saying all this shit with us, but when he's with, with his friends, he could have been talking that shit that he's like hustling her all this type of stuff. So they're just not taking it seriously. Cause maybe he really hadn't been taking it seriously with them. Up until when? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, they're friends. Friends, you know, try to rib each other and say shit like sure, that. Sure, Um, And she has, to me, come across so disrespectfully to them, like, mm-hmm. from the beginning, that if now they're just like, fuck it, whatever, uh, this is a joke, then I don't, you know, listen, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So she can dish it. She can't take it. And it is what it is. Michael's in the middle, but Michael, you know, this is a hustle, too. So, like... But now Mike is saying that he wants something to do with them. So has he now lost his buddies? I don't know. I mean, look, he's trying to get the green card. He Listen, he's doubling down. He is tripling down at this point. Like, doubling down was the 38 times last sex. True, true, true. He's tripling down. I mean, but he's at the point, though, that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what happens with K-1B in this situation but right. Trump this year like maybe a few weeks ago put Nigeria on the shithole list countries yeah so, so he's really not showing up he's just so yeah he's not allowing visas anymore so I don't know if, if that's you know oh sorry that's K1 I was mixing up H1B uh, that with a K1 visa so I don't know if that applies only for H1B which is a work visa or Visitor's visa, I don't know. It might trickle down into God knows what with yeah. the administration. So, I don't know. I feel like Mike is definitely going to be in Nigeria for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, and I don't know what flights are to Nigeria, but Angela racks up a lot of free yeah. flyer miles going yeah. back and forth. So. Yeah. Well, she didn't want to. She, she hasn't wanted to, but, I mean, she doesn't have a choice because he can't get here. Yeah. And now with the latest thing, you know, he probably can't get here again. But this is her president, so live with it, I guess. Exactly. So I don't really feel bad for them. So, you know, that was that. Angela acted stupid in the tell-all as yeah, usual. Yeah, the goofball showed up and she decided to show out. So, as expected. Yeah, so it was nothing special. So yeah. we'll see if they, you know, this is the longest 90 days. She's following up on, what's I said, Nicole and Asa. Yeah, and that's that. So I think that was, was that everybody? Yeah, that was everybody. So. so that was last season. We're actually here while the new season started. We're fucking missing it, which is crazy. Okay, <laughs> the new season before this is before the ninety days. Right. Okay, starts today, which is the today's the twenty third. So it's like yeah. we're recording at night. Um, so is back on that one. You know, you know, okay. The thing about that is that I was I stream it, so I don't see the commercials. I saw people on Twitter saying Darcy's back. I don't know who she'd be back with. She's back with the English bloke. With Tom? With the key? Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. her heart. Are you serious? And I don't think it's he's still with her. Girl. I don't 
don't think, he, I don't think they were even together. From uh, the previews, we see that she's back with uh, Tom, and I don't think that it's looking very good for her because he looks like he's, as always, giving her mixed signals, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but that's your homegirl. You better talk to her. She's so desperate. I know. Desperation is at, like, I don't know. I, 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 she's not my homegirl. I feel for her because she's a wounded bird. She's a wounded bird. She's in her 40s. You can be an 80-year-old wounded bird. Get it together. This she's is the not... second man that she has put through this process. Get it together. <laughs> well, okay, but she's also a person who wants to be on TV. Let's not let's this is also let's, let's be clear this here. Is also this is a person who wants fame and attention. Yes. So okay, because okay. there's literally no reason for her to be on the season. But she also wants to meet her sister or to best her sister, and that's not really working out either. So I don't know. Yeah, her, her sister too. Why she have a? This is all bullshit. Um, so yeah, we'll also, I think lesbian. I didn't see anything, so I'm gonna be surprised, okay? Because I'm gonna have to obviously watch this tomorrow. But I didn't see anything, so I'm gonna be surprised. People have been saying that they've been waiting for a same sex couple. Yeah. So yeah. um, let I'm gonna be surprised. So anyway, look, 90 Day Fiance is the gift that keeps on giving every season. And shout out to it. It's been on for like six years. I tell everybody to watch it. My coworkers know I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Lester, I'm like, did you watch it? Do we watch? Did we watch it? Okay. Do you do this? Listen, everything is. It is. I mean, I say all the time, and people think I'm fucked up for saying this, but I like the psychology behind it. I really like to yes. see what drives people to put themselves through this process. Yeah. Their families, their yeah. children, yeah. as yeah. you point out. Yeah. And ultimately, it makes me feel better about decisions I made in life. So, you know, Gwen's, uh, live stream or live Twitter chats as she's watching it are always hilarious. Listen, listen, TLC, I told y'all they follow me. Okay. I'm missing out tonight. They probably like, where's Gwen tonight? But you know, listen, I listen, we have a little Twitter fam going on. There's some regulars on there. Uh, that shit is hilarious. I love, I love Twitter when they're doing this because the comments are comments, um, the gifts I mean, on fire. It's way better than the content, especially that last season. It was like a little bit of a miss for me. I don't know. Just the, it, it, it didn't, um, some seasons were just like pretty epic how all the things came together. But sure, like, sure. I did the Marcel Anna thing. I didn't really Jasmine, like J- Jasmine, right, like a dud. Right. It was like, they, it was just kind of killing the vibe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe wasn't fully there where we didn't get like some, like th- sometimes there were really good seasons of just. Like just the drama with each couple. Yeah. Like, no, no. Remember, you remember who was it? Who was the one who went to Columbia and he, the girls didn't show up for hours. Then he gave the ring and proposed to somebody else. Oh my and god. Then he, who was that guy? What was his name? I don't remember his name, but that was a good season. Oh my that was a good season. That season was so much fuckery. Yeah, and and then he ended up coming back and then leaving a girl. Yeah, and getting back with his ex. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, so hopefully this new season, this new before the ninety days, turns yeah. out to be a bit yeah. more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So look, that's been episode 36, new season. Uh, thank you, Miss Trinity, for coming back. Thanks for having me. Recapping this. Everybody catch me on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, check out 90 Day Fiance. I'm not getting sponsored, but the shit is so great. It, it's, it's just, you need to just watch the shit. Yes. All right, everybody. Uh, catch you next time. Peace. Peace.